Blog Talk Radio. If it's corn, that means it is Alternative Wrestling Radio. Welcome to the 2018 edition of our Christmas extravaganza. I'm your host, Zombie Matt, and this is, I don't know, what is this, episode number, I think, 26 or so? But, yeah, this episode is brought to you by our sponsors at brownbutterwrestling.com. Thank you, Corey, very much for uh, what you do for the independent wrestling scene and also... uh, selling shares for myself and my show. And I'd like to also uh, throw a shout-out to another sponsor, Joseph Del Falco, the third studios. You can get that at tinyurl.com backslash JD3studio. Uh, he helped design my first T-shirt, and hopefully he'll be uh, helping design more. Um, this is our annual Christmas show, so uh, let's do a little of this. And we have dead air. <laughs> Alrighty, we have sleigh bells. I'd like to welcome to the show my man that is predicting that the Boston Red Sox will repeat as uh, Major League Baseball World Series champions, Mr. Carlo Carlson. Welcome to the show, Carlo. Uh, we can all dream. We can all dream, right? But hey, I just got a freaking discount on a on an iced tea because I was wearing a Red Sox jacket. So, wow, that that's no Red good. Sox, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, tell me, are you uh, are you still bothered by that play that the uh, that the Dolphins pulled upon your Patriots? Yeah, well, yeah. Let's not talk about that. That was a that was a rough one for me. <laughs> that that was Madden, bro. I mean, that was Madden all day. 2018 football is Madden. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is. Freaking <laughs> Pat Mahomes is a creative player. Someone made it made up to have ninety nine rating. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a definitely a creative character. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's you know he, he it's like when Michael Vick was you know doing his thing for you know for the Falcons man you know it was just like Bing oh. Bing Bing it was just like a video game. That that was. That that's a different level of it, but they were actually playing defense when Michael Vick was playing. 
in his prime pre-dog. Pre-dog, they were playing defense against Michael Vick. They're not against Pat Mahomes. (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. Not even even a little bit. (laughs) So do you think your Patriots are going to make it to the Super Bowl, or do you think uh, the Chargers are going to go? I'm not. I'm not going to go around saying the Patriots are going to make it to the Super Bowl. It's been rough this year. Oh, it's going to be, be a dog I'll be fight. happy as far as possible. Well, as far as possible, I'll be happy. Get to the get to the divisional, and I'll be cool. And that's sad. I'm looking. Oh, geez, another penalty. I'm looking at Carolina and in New Orleans. It's still seven six and. Oh, Christ. How's Mario Williams doing in that game? My fantasy season's riding on him. <laughs> Wait, you have Cam? I think... No. I'm sorry. Mario, oh. Mario Thomas from the same. Oh, okay. I was like, if you got if you got the, the guy that dresses like a girl, that's not, you know, he robs his wife's clothes. Cam Newton has ru- ruined one, and one fantasy football season for me. He's not going to ruin another. <laughs> well, you know, if you don't pick him, then he can't do it then. Exactly. <laughs> I so have you received – Go ahead. Oh, oh, go ahead. I had – two years ago I had Brady and I had Cam Newton on my team. This was like the year Brady got suspended. Oh, great. So I, ha- I somehow managed to get them both. I figured four weeks with Cam, and if Brady's much better, put in Brady. Not into the playoffs, but then then both of them kind of start to suck, if I recall correctly. So have you received your Indie Secret Santa gift yet? I have not. It seems this year that the mail is running really, really slow, and people are sending or ordering late. You know, I've gotten a couple messages that people have, um, you know, like just sent, and I'm like, dude, come on. You know, people were supposed to receive stuff by the 15th. But I did get I did get my package the other day, so yeah, it's just pretty cool. I saw I saw it on Facebook. Peter hooked you up nicely. Yeah, I I, I love the House of that. Hardcore with the with the Canadian flag in the background. Fucking Peter. Yeah, Peter H. That's that was my guy back in like two thousand like ten. That that was my that was my guy in the K four D days. Him, Whatever happened to K Fade for Dummies? Um, they came back for like a short run in like 2015, I think. But other than that, other than that, I I talked to Cancer here and there, like just he's like he pops up out of nowhere, like on some weird situation. I haven't really heard from Emrob in ages. No, yeah, not I don't that know. I'd really think I would hurt hear from Emrod, but <laughs> I don't think anybody would hear from Emrod, but that's just neither here nor there. Yeah, but do you have big plans for the holidays? Uh, I think most of my big plans were this week from what I gather. Was or last week I should say. They got kind of sprung upon me and it's been in quite an adventure. <laughs> yeah, we we but have a, we have a full house, so out. <clears throat> so, did you watch the TLC pay-per-view last night? Not one second of it. I barely know it happened. <laughs> oh, well, Charlotte I, Flair and Becky Lynch and Asuka stole the show, so. 
I still got the bells. It's, I heard about that. I usually try okay. to look at a play-by-play or something. That's the only. But that's I, the only match I watched this morning. Stone Cold Becky Lynch told uh, yeah. told uh, Nia Jax keep her keep her name out her mouth. <laughs> I love I love Becky Lynch. She's great. I love it. She's, I love it. But it's she's she's Austin. Is <laughs> what she is. She's that's Austin fine. Or McGregor, one of the two. Oh well, whatever. I'm cool with it. Do be your best, Austin, and get that check. Becky Lynch is an awesome is an awesome performer, but she's Austin. That's what she is right now. It's <laughs> a very good point. So what? What uh, northeast? What northeast? One, one said more point following? on Becky Lynch, though. One more point on Becky oh, Lynch, yeah. though. And if they're gonna, if she's gonna be Austin. They have to do like a par- uh, quote parody or do it serious looking. I don't care which one. They got to do a parody of uh, the Austin Tyson press conference thing with Ronda <laughs> Rousey as Tyson. Yes, that would be pretty cool. It, it would be, be great. Cool. Maybe not quite as a parody. Do it serious because you can't like have women be doing parody stuff or they're not going to be taken seriously. But they right. got to do a take on it. They gotta do a good popular a good proper take on it. And it should be great. So Northeast Indies, you say? Yeah, uh you're a Beyond fan. Um uh, love Beyond. Yeah, Beyond's good stuff. Uh they, they had a, a show this past weekend with Shikara, which sounded pretty oh, interesting. I, you had one of the ants going I really up. Against, uh, gone. Pardon? I really should have gone. That was like 30 minutes from my house. No excuse, but I bro. Uh, I have plenty of excuse not to go to public events if I really don't want to. Uh, Sunday, I kind of had a lot of stuff to do. And I got some stuff sprung upon me. I have plenty of excuse. I have all the excuse <laughs> to not go to that. <laughs> We're dudes, man. I, we, we have built-in excuses. I have plenty of excuse. I have plenty of excuse to not go to that. I have all the excuse. It's a perfectly logical reason. But well, I let's bet let's that uh, let's uh, let's turn our focus to Ring of Honor. Uh, well, what do you think about your boy Jeff Cobb? He's blowing up. Oh, Jeff! Jeff Cobb is filthy. He, I saw like on ROH TV, like I think about a month ago, him and Shane Taylor. That was great. That was just big boy clubbering. It was glorious. It just brought yeah, him and, um, to my world. Him and uh, Hangman had a hell of a match on, on their pay-per-view uh, this past weekend. It was really good. Um, it, it's not up there with the top Cobb matches, but it's up there with the ones that that are nationally known. Because uh, he's, he's had some local stuff here that's just been blow away. Um, there's stuff on YouTube where he would he had a series with Adam Thornstow of the Reno Scum. Definitely worth checking out. Um, Jeff Cobb versus Adam Thornstow, and type in SPW after, and um, just amazing stuff and uh, next level. And Cobb is y'all y'all around the country and the world are going to experience what we have experienced since 2012. The goodness of Jeff Cobb, and and I see him within at least maybe a year, year and a half, challenging for the uh, 
the IWGP title. I think him and Ken, uh, him and Kenny Omega would be a pretty good match. And that, that's no joke. I mean, I'm not kidding, and I'm not not jerking him off because you know he's he's blown up from here, but he's just fucking that good. Jeff Cobb's a hell of a hand, man. That he will, he and I'm it's like I bet Adam Page and Jeff Cobb they beat the shit out of each other. Is what yes. It what was I imagine really New Japan, be. really New Japan type of of a match. It was, you know, right out of Karukin Hall, if you will. Uh, could have been on any New Japan show. Well, they're both New Japan guys. I would expect they could be on a New Japan show. Yeah, but the thing is, though, they they usually don't bring that type of a match, you know, to a Ring of Honor show, just because they're not, you know, right. they were like slotted in the middle. They weren't really. Like you know, in the upper mid card of the, of the show, but uh, yes, I got a question for you. I may have an answer. Now that we're talking New Japan, you know what really and truly blows my mind beyond anything? Chuck Taylor is in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I either think that is the greatest thing ever. Or I should be reevaluating my pro wrestling fandom here. One of the two. I'm not sure which one. <clears throat> well, he stopped throwing the hand grenade, and then he he got over. No, I think he was honestly. I think he was over when he was throwing the hand grenade. While it was stupid, no. always good at wrestling is the thing. I think he talked to a few adults, and they realized he's really not that big of an idiot. Because mm-hmm. I've the watched a is, lot of Chucky. The the thing with Chucky is I think that people just kind of like saw him, you know, like Chikara, that type of a joke performer. But him and him and uh, uh, Tremperetta are a solid, solid heavyweight tag team. And, you know, they're going to be going places – um, with New Japan, if not, they'll they'll leave New Japan and go to like Noah, or you know All Japan or whatever, you know on like a loan or whatever. But they're they're a solid solid team. But I say, with that said, though Chuck Taylor and Chikara with uh, Johnny Gargano as a tag team partner, that wasn't he was not garbage there. Watched a lot of it, that run. Yeah, well, a lot of it with uh with Icarus the six man fist stuff was unbelievable. Yeah, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Him and Ronin evolved too. Like Gabe was trying to phase him out when he when Chuck Taylor could have really carried that carried that unit on the mic because Gargano can't really talk that great. Rich Swann's a singing dance guy all night long, which is great, but it's not going to be it's not going to get asses in an arena. It's a very good point. Well, we're we're up against it. I I got our next guest in. Um, you want to throw out some plugs there, Carlo, and you know wish somebody out there happy uh, Merry Christmas and all that fun stuff. All right, plugs, plugs, plugs quickly. Uh, I would like to shout out a uh, pro wrestling icon, uh, Casey Stefan, in his in his personal work back in the early '90s or middle '90s, I think it was. I'd like to shout out Slick Johnson for his YPW run. I saw a lot of that on the on the front row in those days. 
Um, and follow me at Coke Zero, my FAV drink on Twitter. And that should pretty much do me for do me for plugs, I think. Awesome. Well, it's good having you on again, Carlo. And once again, I, I, I thank you, and my wife still hates you for, for um, remotivating me to get back in this game. Tell Mrs. Nami I'm sorry. <laughs> tell, Mrs. tell Oreo hi for me. Give her a kiss. Will do. I'm and, looking at it right now on the couch. So have a very nice Christmas, and, and I'll talk to you next year, bro. All righty. Happy Festivus. It's a Festivus for the rest of us. There it is. All right, that was my man Carlo, the man coming through who kicked me in the butt to get me started. But now we're just moving moving right along. I'd like to welcome to the show the world's tallest cruiserweight and the man that won this year's Grappler Cup earlier in, in the state of Oregon, Mr. D. Rogue. What up, D? Hey, how you doing, man? appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, well, we, well, we like to... To start with the newer guys that you know that are just breaking in, um, I'm I'm a big influence guy, and I can't quite put my finger on um, where you where your influence comes as far as your your in ring performing. Oh man, T- to be honest with you, my influence was my favorite wrestler coming up was D'Lo Brown. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of the stuff that I do is not I've saw I saw D'Lo as the first wrestler with swag. You know what I mean? He had mm-hmm. a, a different kind of he had a different kind of, kind of flair about himself. So when I looked at what was going on around, I just figured I try to carve myself a path that nobody else is on. You know, so I just I do a lot of high flying stuff because. I mean, I'm big. I'm I'm six foot two. Like people don't expect somebody big to to do the stuff that I do. So, you know, I just try to be different. That that you definitely are being six two and a, being a, a cruiserweight. Um, you know, now that now that I really put my head head around it, I, I do see a little bit of D'Lo there. Um, speaking of D'Lo. Um, out there, if you are listening, Billy Blade and the bookers of Cauliflower Alley, I need you guys to book next year at the reunion. D'Lo Brown against my man, Johnny Dynamo. That match needs to be booked. Johnny will be there because he will be with the ring. So he will be in Vegas. D'Lo lives in Vegas. Let's book the match. I want to see it. The people want to see it. Johnny Dynamo wants it. That that Everybody and their mother wants to see D'Lo and the Filipino dream get down. I, I you mentioned Gilo, I had to go on on my rant because you know, gotta help my man John out. Um so what what made good. you Johnny decide a good guy. Oh solid. Solid dude. Yeah. Top to bottom. Um yeah. so what what made you decide, you know, this is what I wanna do? I mean, you know, so, some people are like, you know, lifelong fans. Some people stumble into the school. Uh, how did you decide, you know, this is what I want to do? Uh, I've always been a wrestling fan. Like, coming up, I, <laughs> coming up I, I'm from Florida. So, you know, things are a little different out there. Like, we're a little rough. 
So what we used to do when we, I played football, we used to lock the doors on the locker room and call them boardroom brawls. Um, we used to, helmets, shoulder pads, whatever. Like that's how big wrestling fans we were. So we just used to go at it when we were kids. So you know, growing up, I just never thought I could actually do it until a friend directed me to um, to uh, my the school that I went to, which was All Pro Dojo, All Pro Dojo at the time, but now it's changed to uh, Puppet Master Dojo under uh, Jekylls. Oh wow, you're a Jekylls kid. I didn't know that. I I, I yeah. thought you were, I thought you were an East Bay guy. Oh okay, well that's cool. Yeah, you know what, Jekylls is a very underrated trainer and and in-ring performer and the man's brutal and he's a scary dude. But yeah, so you ended up you ended up at at the current Upper Master Jojo. Yes, and uh everything you said about Jekyll is absolutely right and he is probably the stiffest person I've ever come up against. Him and and Drake Frost and Sir Samurai those guys just lay it in, and I was trained like that, so I enjoy that strong style. Mm-hmm. Like the, the very first time Jekyll's hit me with the forearm, he knocked me out. Out, out. Yeah, like Stars, out, birds. out like a light. I came to um, Truex and Marcus Lewis. They also helped train me. They were standing over me like, "Are you all right?" And I didn't have a clue what happened. Hmm. Wow. So how long have you been in? Uh, uh, January remarked my second year. I'll be two years in, in January. Man. And the reason I ask is you were one of the lucky 16 to be in this year's APW Gold Rush Pro Wrestling Young Lions Cup. Uh, you made quite the impression. You had a really good night. You won your tag match, you won your singles match, and you went on to the final. Um, let's talk about that experience. That's um, kind of a, a tough crowd, um, but it is an honor. So, so let, let's talk about you, you getting booked for for that tournament and and uh, what, what has come out of that for you professionally. Uh. Um, just being in that tournament was an honor, you know, just to be mentioned with some of the guys that have been in that tournament and some of the guys that were in that tournament. Like it was, it, it was an honor. And when Sparky asked me, I was just, I was, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. Obviously I was excited as hell, but you know, uh, it, it was an experience of a lifetime, man. Like that is, a. Uh, it's. It, I feel like it helped me so much because I was put in a situation that I wasn't comfortable in. And, you know, I didn't really know too many people in the crowd. That was my first time at a Gold Rush show or APW show ever because I said I never wanted to go unless I was booked. So I got booked and I was – Tag team partners with Derek Slade, and we won our first match. Brandon Humphreys, oh, that guy, he's I like Brandon a lot, you know. And uh, 
Roman is a he's a tank too. Uh, mm-hmm. Ugly kid. He's he's really really good, really good. So it, us going against them in the first round was that was like crazy, and me and Brandon almost killed each other. Uh, and then you know we got the W, and then I went on to the second round. And Derek Slade, he is a hell of a worker. I mean, he he went on to win it all, and he rightfully deserved to win it because he he's put in a lot of work. He's improved so much, and you know I can't say enough good things about him, man. He's he he's the man right now. But you know that that experience alone just. I think that gave me the confidence that I really needed to to let me know that I made the right decision on trying to pursue this thing. You know, so how did you get booked for the Grappler's Cup? That's that's kind of a prestigious thing up in up in Oregon every year. Um, um, Ricky Gibson, Ricky Gibson, uh came down here a couple of months ago to work at, uh, he worked Stockticon with me. And me and Ricky had a really, really fun, entertaining match. The whole crowd was into it. You know, it was a great match. So uh, me and Ricky always, we kept in contact, you know, just seeing how each other were, make sure everything was okay. And then uh, this tournament came up and he just reached out to me and was like, hey, you feel like being in this tournament, man? like absolutely you don't even have to ask again when is it and, you know the rest is history i i obviously i was going up there i uh i went up there with daniel torch and ezra in all caps <laughs> uh we uh, we all rode up there together and it was yeah it was it was a great time man great time you know that that mask for for those of us that are that are older fans that you know remember the territorial days, that grappler mask really means something. And Len Denton was not just a, a great performer; he was a great great booker and great wrestling mind. You know, and it's it's cool that they actually did a, a, a cup to honor him, a tournament to honor him. And you know, just the guys that were in that tournament, you know, you guys all honored him. And uh, uh, you know they don't just invite anybody. You know it's just not like hey you know we need to we need to fill this. It's it's a lot like the Young Lions Cup. You know it's not like they they have to just oh hey let's get this guy to fill things. They're they're people are booked for a reason, and you're you're seen on YouTube. You know with the with the the the, the Young Lions was on YouTube and and the uh, Grapplers Cup should be dropping anytime soon, and that stuff is actually watched by by companies and it getting booked on stuff like that is important to your career and it's it shows that the promoters believe in you so you know like i said you're just not thrown on there um has anything come of uh your your appearances you know either in the young lions or in the grapplers cup uh anything any uh north northwest bookings anything like that yeah, um yeah, actually. Um I'm getting a lot of I got a lot of good feedback from a lot of the companies up in the Pacific Northwest and uh two thousand nineteen is gonna be crazy. I don't wanna say anything yet. 
because, you know, a couple of dates are still tentative and, you mm-hmm. know, trying to be worked out. But 2019 is going to be crazy for me personally because I'm doing a lot of traveling. I, I figured, you know, I might as well get out of my comfort zone because NorCal, I, I feel like I started getting comfortable. So I mm-hmm. figured I might as well step out of the territory, go up, go up north, start going down south, you know, different states. I, I'm i really excited. And, I, you know, the Grapplers Cup and the Young Lions Cup really gave me a platform so I can do nothing but thank those those promotions, those companies, those people that, that believed in me. You know, um, oh, one, I got to tell you, four minutes of heat, <laughs> Ricky Gibson's guys, yeah, Billy Pearl and Eddie Pearl. Mm-hmm. Me and Eddie were in the finals, and it was um, after 22 hours straight of wrestling, we were in the finals, and it was by far one of my best matches, top three easily. And uh, he gave me everything I could handle, everything I don't know how we even finished the match. We were both exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, that you know, the, the, the thing with, with, with Four Minutes of Heat is they've got that whole Freebird thing going. And I would love to see uh, you, uh, uh, Deidre, and maybe Torch, you know, do a little six-man thing up there. I think it could be fun. Um, they're they're really – those those guys are really a throwback. They're – you know, you can tell that they're they're Rock and Roll Express fans, obviously. Um, but yeah, they're they're a really good team, and you know, I'd actually like to see someone maybe book a, you know, a six man tag team tournament, you know, a trios uh, type thing out here. I think it could be fun. Um, so what what do you have coming up? What what what's uh, what are you doing this weekend or rest of the year and into January? Oh. Uh, Thursday, I'm at Stoner U. Stoner U. <laughs> I'm I'm always there. Every month, you're going to catch me at Stoner U, man. Those guys, the Cuzzies, they gave me they gave me the seasoning that I needed. They really helped me bring out the character in myself. And those guys are amazing. And what they're doing over there is special. And I don't know if a lot of people know about Stoner U, but what's going on at Stoner U is special. It's it's something special. I'm in a faction at Stoner U, squad, squad, <laughs> squad, <laughs> squad. You got to You got to high pitch it, squad. Uh, I can't. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's me, Hip Hop Harry, Kenny K, and Lisa Lace. AKA Shakira Spears. We that's our that's the squad. It's, yeah. it's formidable. That Kenny K, you know, it's a good thing he's on your team, man. That dude's pretty snug. He uh he he's not afraid to get hit and hit harder. But uh man, listen, Kenny K, I'm saying this right now. Kenny K is the most underrated performer in Northern California. I agree. I agree. And he's kind of gotten a little bit of a bad rap that he's a little too snug. But I think that 
some of the people he's been in there with are just a little soft. I'm just saying that that's just. I mean, y- you know, it's, it's it's it ain't ballet, and you gotta, you know, it is what it is. And if you can't deal with it, you know, don't don't uh, don't get in the ring. But yeah, Kenny is is really good. He's he's a guy that that I want to do a deep dive on on the show. I just I want to pick that guy's brain. He, he's really entertaining. I don't see enough of him because I don't get to East Bay Pro enough. I, I don't get to Stoner U. Just you know, life is life. But uh, but before we wrap up, uh, you being a young lion up here in Northern California, um, out of the handful of matches that you have. What match would you show a promoter to try to get yourself booked? Ooh. Uh, myself and Derek Slade. Young Lions? Uh, yes, sir. The Young Lions Cup match. Mm. Um, me and Eddie Pearl. The finals of the uh, Grapplers Cup. Those those matches right there really stick out. Well, see that kid, you got yourself a resume. <laughs> I do. I got a small resume building. There yeah. it is. Hey, it grows. You know, you keep doing the the the, the legends of the gold mine. I mean, there's a reason that Sparky's doing that stuff. So, you know, you guys can, you know, get that stuff on tape and you know learn how to work the TV, uh, learn how to work the camera for TV and and stuff like that. But, you know, we're uh. We are actually running out of time. I've I've got way too many guests booked. But tell me, D, how can people go about contacting you um, about merchandise or bookings or uh, just want to shoot the shit with you? Uh, Groundbutter.com slash D-Rogue. Uh, for merchandise, Instagram, Twitter, all my social medias is D underscore underscore rogue one. D underscore rogue one. Uh, awesome. Just because I couldn't use D rogue because I don't know some guy stole it, whatever. But you know, so yeah. If anybody needs to get in contact with me, all social medias are the same. So. And my man doesn't have a problem with driving. So. Oh no, not at all. I'm coming. Well, D, you survived your first podcast. Oh, man, I almost peed my pants. I ain't going to lie to you, brother. <laughs> hey, we're good, man. Have a happy happy holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, Hanukkah, which Festivus, whatever you celebrate. Have a nice season, you know. Just be good and, and kick some ass on Thursday. Hey, man, appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. Uh, happy holidays. That just gets all of them out of the way. There it is. There it is. But, yep, happy holidays to you and your your own, and, and uh, have a good evening and be safe. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. All right. That was D-Rogue. Um, it's kind of kind of weird calling him a kid because he he's, I don't know, he just seems like he's a little older. But uh, uh, 919, I'm assuming this would be Seymour Snot. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, and I also have someone from the 704. Is that one of your gouge boys, too? It is. Uh, All right, well. Jack Funk Jr. <laughs> I'd like to welcome to the show uh, the icon of the Northern North Carolina indie scene and former APW standout and 
boot camp graduate, Mr. Seymour Snot, and Jimmy Jack Funk Jr. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, how are things going out there, Seymour? Uh, not too bad. You know, it's the end of the year, so you know, things are kind of winding down. But, you know, uh, it's going to be the whole new, you know, you got 2019 to look forward to. So uh, we'll definitely be back this year. So we're going to be uh, all over the place, hopefully. When are you coming out here, man? Whenever someone's got an open date, I'll I'll fly on out there. That's you know, Gold Rush Pro Wrestling is having a battle royal, their annual battle royal in January. I think it's the either the twenty sixth or the twenty seventh, and they they do a battle royal every year. They could always use a body. Um, hmm. You never know. I mean, I can't pay the airfare, but. I could suggest that you get booked. <laughs> That's a good idea. I think it's time for a Gallage West Coast invasion myself. Hey, I'd be down for that. Sounds good to me. As long as you bring bring Timmy Lou. Uh, how's the kid? Uh, he's doing all right. You know, uh, the uh, end of the year, and of course, you know, he's another year older since he had a birthday a few weeks ago. So uh, I didn't give it get a chance to give him a few chops or forms, but uh, I'll be looking forward to him uh, in the next few months to uh, give him uh, what I owe him. Yeah, I haven't heard much from him, so it's... Has he been taking it easy as far as bookings, or is he injured? No, he's uh, he's still doing a lot of stuff up and down the East Coast, and he's been in Canada, so uh, he's definitely getting his name out there. Good. Stay busy, so, that's for sure. So, what's going on with with the Gouch promotion? Uh, what what's what's the big storylines? Uh, what's the big feuds that's carrying the pro, that's carrying the company? Uh, what what's the scoop? Uh, well, uh, Timmy Lou stole the champ. Uh, Jimmy Jack, uh, I think you can take the ball here as North Carolina champ, please. That's right. Uh, I'm the North Carolina champ, and since Timmy Lou's always on the road. I'm the uh, got a lot of people gunning for me for the uh, North Carolina championship. While I myself am also gearing towards the the Gouge Heavyweight Championship. And uh, who, who's our tag team champions right now? I, I can't remember. Oh, that would be uh, No Direction. Yeah, No Direction. They are our tag champs. We have a, a pretty solid tag division. Um, with uh, with those guys. Oh boy. Uh oh. Your Carolina Panthers just picked off. Yep, it's pick six for your Panthers. There you go. I'm watching the game too, so that's kind of ironic. Sorry about that, Luke Hawks. <clears throat> but Carolina gets the two points. That's kind of cool. They intercepted the extra point. So, Jimmy Jack, how did you get hooked up with Gouge? Um, I had been wrestling with George South, uh, um, just all over the Southeast and I had a lot of friends in the Raleigh area and wanted to get booked. So I just sent a message to, uh, Count Grog like, Hey, I want to come wrestle for Gouge and been coming ever since. That was, uh, what was that? 2009 Seymour? 
Yeah, that was about 2009. Hmm. Wow. That sounds about right. It's been a while. (laughs) What other companies do you work for? Uh, I've done a lot with EWA, and uh, there's a couple around locally. I haven't really been pursuing much outside of gouge. I've been uh, fighting a couple injuries and, and just trying to rehab so I can come back a little bit stronger and venture out more. So you're, you're a George South guy. Um, how, how is George's training compared to say, um, I don't know what other, what other schools are down that way. Help me out here, Seymour. Uh, I think there's uh Steve Carino had a school for a little while before he went to WWE and then uh, CW Anderson had a school for a while and then there's um, the uh, there's a there's the uh, CWF school out in Burlington they have a mm-hmm. training school too yeah I know uh, are... I know one thing oh go ahead no that's all right I'm done I was just going to say uh I know one one big difference with George is that he teaches you to wrestle 100% call everything in the ring don't sit in the back and plan out 50,000 high spots because uh, he wants you to be able to uh feel the crowd and see what they the crowd wants and tailor your match to the crowd not try to tailor the ma- uh the crowd to the match if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Oh, definitely. You're you're pre- you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You most know, of my mo- most of my best matches, I George just tells me to go out there against whoever, and that's two minutes before the bell's ringing for us to go out and go out and have a twenty thirty minute match. You know. <laughs> you know, someday soon. Um, yeah, I, I really don't count WWE because they're they do their own thing, but you know indies and and you know uh, 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 you know like Ring of Honor and and New Japan and, and companies like that. Uh, I, I have the feeling that they're going they're going to go more to that style of performing, um, just because it as far as being a fan in the crowd, it feels more organic. Where it, it oh for sure, I mean okay. We we know what's going on, but you know we're able to suspend that disbelief and not be insulted. That's that's why I've pretty much given up watching WWE because I'm tired of being insulted. You know, and that and I also oh, yeah. would rather give my money to indie companies. Uh, you know, obviously, since I, I run the indie Secret Santa every year, um, we're in our fifth year. And uh, Seymour, did your gift arrive? Uh, not yet. I'm still looking forward to it. <laughs> you know, the post office has been tough, and PWT has been backed up. It's it's really rough. And but yeah, um, you know, I'd rather give my money to indies and and support them because you know where are your stars uh, for the future going to come from. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and, and and that falls into my my philosophy. Uh, you know, years ago, whenever. Uh, wrestling became widely known that it's a word what a lot of people embraced that and went with the more gymnastics high spot style 
where I think they should have gone the other way and tightened it up and make people suspend mm-hmm. that belief. And you know, every now and then, WWE has some some pretty good little uh, wrestling matches. Um, I don't know when people will hear this, but on uh, TLC just last night, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan had a just a fantastic match that was just basically a strict wrestling match, and it was it was. You know the crowd loved it. Yeah, I know the internet was was Google uh, over it too. I haven't gotten there. I just watched the main event because I got I got yeah, a thing was... for Becky Lynch. You know. <laughs> oh, dude, me too. Mm. I uh, I call her I call her Bakey. B a e hyphen k uh, c k e r y. <laughs> <laughs> she can do no wrong. <laughs> no. But no, that I, and I, Charlotte I, Flair is like just. Her. Charlotte's an amazing talent too. She's just yeah, uh, amazing. She she's great in the ring. I just there's something about her style that just doesn't click with me. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know if it's just her movement in the ring um, doesn't seem as natural as it should. Um, it might just be that I. Just since I, I've met her a few times personally, like it, mm. it might just be that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like she, it's just uh, something different with her movement, and I can't quite. I've never quite been able to put my finger on it. I think it's because she's but, a late bloomer. I, mean, I, I think it's because she started later. Be, yeah. I think, and I mean, yeah, she had the the leg up of being Ric Flair's daughter, but. How often was Flair really home? You know, realistically. Oh yeah, yeah. So, it, well, uh, yeah, it's some. I don't uh, know. It's I, just she's awkward. Yeah, I mean, the thing is though, you know, Flair was on the road a lot, but he also did not miss any of her or Reed's uh, games. In fact, I, uh, right. I remember because um, I went to high school in the Charlotte area and. I got a phone call one day. Apparently, uh, the school that uh, Charlotte uh, went to uh, had a volleyball match at my high school, and Ric Flair was there watching. It was like a random Tuesday or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, he he made sure that he he made their their sporting events, especially like towards the late '80s, early 2000s, or late '90s and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's just. I'm not it, it, like it's it's just there it, it's it's something that's kind of spread through the women's division. There's there's some women that move great. Oscar moves uh, like a cat, you know, and mm-hmm. um, but then there's like Alicia Fox has been there for ten years, and everything she does is still awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the 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 women are they're they're advancing. Sarah's amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um APW original Sarah Delray. That's for you there, uh Seymour. Um <laughs> I remember she, her the <laughs> There you go. She is a great performer. Excellent. Excellent performer. And Claudio's a lucky guy. She's got a great ass. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm a booty guy. So 
but she is yeah she's she's just since day one has been been amazing and and you can tell the hard work that she's put in with with the girls and uh you know some of them you know are, are pretty damn good uh you know not to mention oh, yeah, they're yeah. they're signing the the cream of the crop so there's they're they're picking up everything you know that's not nailed down essentially male and female um well th- this question is for for Seymour and and uh and you JJ um Who's the next breakout star? Uh, we had Trevor Lee. Um, who's the next one? Hmm. I I don't really know. Um, I, I I haven't really been out to to, to see who's out there uh, lately, so I, I I couldn't really tell you. No, I I would probably say it might be Patrick Scott. He was a uh, he uh, worked for Steve Carino's promotion down in uh, Hubert, North Carolina, and he seems to be getting his name out there quite a bit. Um, he's been going down to NXT, so uh, it could be him possibly, but you never know. I mean, the way things are in wrestling, it could be that, you know, it's always the most unexpected person you don't expect that ends up becoming a big star. Are there are there any gimmick guys out there that that are blowing up? Uh, you know, um, I haven't seen too many gimmick guys lately. Um, I mean, there's there's you know the Carnies and you know Trip Cassidy, they're blowing up. Trip Cassidy's fucking hilarious, and that guy's lucky. He's dating Shotzi Blackheart, so you know the guy's fucking lucky. <laughs> Just saying. You know, and yeah, we 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 uh, we lost a good one uh, when Shotzi left here and moved to Chicago. But that is the hub of uh, of women's wrestling, so you know she she did what was right for her career. But yeah, the the Carnies are cool. Uh, Carrie Offwell and Nick Iggy, um, they're they're they need to make their way out this way more. Um, I mean, I'd actually you know I'd like to see some of you some of you gouge guys. You know, get out this way. Uh, what, what do you guys think of coming out for Cauliflower Alley? I I, I know that you know it's an APW thing, um, and it it has been since back in the day. Well, what do you think of coming out for Cauliflower Alley? Uh, I'm pretty much almost down with it for this year, so I I think that might be happening. Bring your gear, yeah, I, kid. I've been wanting to get out there. I've been wanting to get out to it. I just haven't had the funds for it. Um, um, hopefully that'll change in the next year or two. So, yeah, you know it's 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 worth just you know saving up and, and taking that vacation just to just, yeah. just to be seen and you know <laughs> hit the you know the seminars and all that stuff. So you know it's it's a it's a good idea. So hey, and you got Doctor D. David Schultz going to be out there this year. So. <laughs> Doctor D, that dude, the man with the best, the man with the best white man afro ever. I mean, that <laughs> thing was gorgeous. And when he bled, it was beautiful. <laughs> I loved Tennessee Doctor D and, and uh, uh, Calgary Doctor D. That's the good shit right there. There was a. Uh... Um, 
it's funny because you know he shares his name with an Olympic gold medalist, uh, David Schultz, mm-hmm. and somebody somebody that was doing a uh, this is years ago they were doing a, a like a trivia fact on Kurt Angle and got Doctor D confused with David Schultz and said that Doctor D David Schultz coached Kurt Angle to the Olympics. Like no, that was. A completely different David Schultz. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Hilariously funny. That's good. Well, like like I asked the the young kid D Rogue before you know before I put you guys in uh, on the show, uh, JJ, what match would you show a promoter to get yourself booked? Um, I have a couple matches with like Mickey Gambino and. Uh, Jake Manning, the man scout, and Otto Schwann. Love the gimmick, the by the way. East... Oh, thank I love you. it. Um, uh, Otto Schwanz, who is a former ECW guy, and uh, he was under WWE developmental uh, whenever they absorbed him. And uh, these are guys that I just have uh, stellar, hard-hitting, classic wrestle match with every time I'm in the ring with them. How about you, Mr. Snot? Uh, well, let's see. It would probably be the Texas Death Match I had with Lou Marconi. That's one of them. Uh, I would probably have the Handicap Match where me and George C. Snot went up against the great Kali and made him look like a million bucks. Oh, uh, and you live. Up there. <laughs> and live. Uh, so, that, that deserves getting booked on its own. So... Um, and any of the numerous feuds that I had with Jakob Hammermeyer over uh, the Spaceman Frank Hickey Trophy, and I think probably the best one we had was where uh, I ended up taking a, a few bean bags to the nards and a cornhole table. So that was probably one of the wildest matches we had. Is that one of the softcore matches? No, it was uh, the the softcore was. Uh, in front of a record-breaking five people down at the Maywood, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, five people. <laughs> on a, it, on a it was a hot summer day. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was about 150 degrees out, too, so nobody wanted to be out, be by the rain, <laughs> especially us. I thought it was, a, it was a paid show, so that was the, the best part. Yep. So, Seymour, are you are you still training kids, or are you? Uh, on and off, I am. Uh, there'll probably be some more stuff coming up once the uh, holidays are over. So I've got a couple guys that I'm working on right now. So it's a matter of them getting the grasp of uh, of how everything works. Oi. Okay. That's all righty. Not my phone. So what do you have coming up, Jimmy Jack? Do you have anything uh, through the through this year that that you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm actually I don't really have anything set until February. So I'm I'm mainly trying to rehab my knee and get back into fighting shape. So I uh, I will I'm willing to take stuff. So 
if anyone wants to contact me, they can look me up on Facebook, Jimmy Jack Funk Jr., or uh, check my Instagram. That's uh, Cowbell Hero 81, and it's uh, Cowbell Hero JJF on Twitter. All right, I, I, I have to ask. Have you gotten any heat from, you know, any old-timers about, you know, taking the, the Jimmy Jack name? Oh, no. Actually, uh, um, so I, tr- I did my initial training with uh, Dory Funk Jr., hmm. and when I got hooked up with George, he wanted to call me Dory the Third, and I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Cause, uh, <laughs> um, so we we – decided that we wanted to pay a little bit of tribute to to Dory. So we made me the fake uh, fake son of their fake brother. And, I mean, (laughs) I've wrestled in front of Terry Funk using the name, and he came up and shook my hand after and told me I was great. So I'm pretty sure I'm cool with it with them so <laughs> yeah i don't have i don't have an issue you know as long as you know it's 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 not like you're disrespecting the name yeah i mean if you can uh, yeah if you can carry it then more power to you you know i mean it, it it's it, it's kind of hard to carry on the uh the snot name um i i know it's difficult for you to for you to carry that seymour you know considering the long lines of snots. Um, I think there's more brothers than Dudley's. Um, <laughs> there was for a period of time. There was, there was quite a few of us. Now, did you, you didn't happen to get down to XPW at all. Did you Mike? I mean, uh, Seymour. No. Me. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, unfortunately I didn't get down to XPW. I, uh, I, I stayed clear of that. So, didn't one of your brothers go early? Uh, yes. Uh, George C. went down the way. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Whoa. Big shark. <clears throat> well, let's uh, let's get out some plugs. Seymour, uh, if anybody wants to uh, you know, book you or, or buy a T-shirt or uh, a pin or a button or, or uh, something like that. Oh, okay. I can be reached at uh, Seymour Snot at Seymour Snot on Twitter. Uh, my Instagram is Super Snot One, and I have a Facebook fan page Seymour Snot Two. So those are three ways that I can be reached. So T-shirts. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some new ones coming out in the next year. So we're looking forward to uh, working with some new companies. So hopefully, those will be on their way. Awesome. Well, I, I'm going to give uh, give Jimmy Jack Funk Jr. the office. If someone wants to uh, contact you regarding, you know, bookings or or merchandise or or you know, would like to take you to dinner, uh, how would they go about doing that? <laughs> um, on Twitter, I'm Cowbell Hero JJF. On Instagram, I am Cowbell Hero eighty one. I think. Let me, uh, yeah, Cowbell Hero eighty one. Um, on Facebook, I have uh, the Jimmy Jack Funk Jr. fan page, and uh, yeah, I'm available. Have boots will travel. <laughs> have boots will travel. 
Well, gentlemen, thanks for coming on and, and spreading the gospel that's gouge. I, I definitely appreciate it, and uh, you guys have a nice Christmas or whichever holiday you choose to be spending this 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 late December. And I'll be talking to you guys very soon. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Happy happy holidays to you as well. All righty, guys. Thank you. Uh, thanks again for coming on, and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Uh, before we go to our next guest, uh, let, let's read a couple of these shout-outs here. Um, one of our own out there is he's uh, gone through surgery, major surgery. He had an injury. Uh, Douglas James needs needs your help. Uh, you know, if you buy a T-shirt, it will make him feel better. It's pretty simple. Tinyurl.com backslash help out DJ. Uh, DJ is a friend of the show. He's a good kid, and yeah, he had a he had hip surgery, and it was not a not a nice thing. It was pretty rough for him to come back. But let's also read out a, a, a quick message here from a friend of the show and past guest, Coriander Bullard. Just in time for the holidays, a, thrill, a thrilling series of books from Coriander Bullard. Demons are running rampant over the earth, and time is running out. Kiana finds herself part of a team of ragtag college kids with powers granted by alien gods on a mission to rescue humans from demons. Will Ki Chan and her friends be able to save the humans from their savage fate? Find out in Ki Chan, Demon Hunter, available on Amazon today. The first, book number one would be at AMZN backslash 2FPDEC9. And book two is AMZN.TO backslash 2IFJFSO. Or you can go to uh, Coriander's Facebook page uh, for Keychan Demon Hunter. I suggest checking this stuff out. Uh, her anime and her art's pretty cool. And the story behind it's pretty cool, too. You should go back to into our archives and listen to the interview we did with Coriander. But uh, it's uh, there's a rumbling outside, there's thunder, there's lightning, and there's also uh, the man behind Best of the West, Mr. Mike Green. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, I'm just chilling. Um, halfway through the show, uh, we, uh, we're doing all right. Um Drying up. Uh, it stopped raining, which is good. Uh, how are things out your way? Uh, about the same, man. It poured all morning, but, you know, it's just uh, just toning down now. All righty. Um, my boy Carla would like to uh, throw a shout-out to Courtney, the post office lady. Uh, she, she had to track down a gift that Carla sent for the Secret Santa, and it did arrive. So, Carla, greatly appreciated. But let's see. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm going through your career, Mike, and you do you know quite different characters all over. Uh, you have James C for Hood Slam. You you do the 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 Mike Rain, which I'm assuming is as close to you character. Um, which one do you enjoy the most uh, when 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 you're performing? Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a great question and also a pretty difficult one. Cause I, I actually really enjoy, um, all of the characters I do. I think that, you know, all of them are a different sort of creative outlet and let me interact with the fans in a different way. Um, <clears throat> I, at Hood Slam, I also portray, uh, Jean Pierre, the silent assassin, which is a mime character. And I do, uh, 
I do find a lot of enjoyment in that character as well. But if I had to narrow it down, I would say that outside of Hood Slam, um, as far as because I've done several versions of my crane too, probably the original version that I did when I debuted in SPW 18 freaking years ago, uh, when I was ridiculous Mike Rain, I enjoyed that character probably the most. And as for Hood Slam, I, I definitely enjoy my James C. character just because of the pure amount of heat I get from the crowd. I'd like to welcome to the show um, my special co-host for the rest of uh, tonight's show, the man behind the Durf cast and the world's oldest greenhorn, Mr. Fred Lazarus. Welcome to the show, Freddie. Can you hear me? I can, oh, I can, we can hear, you. hear you. Oh, how you gentlemen doing tonight? We are tremendous. We are tremendous. Uh, we let, Let's talk about that Santa Cruz show that Best of the West ran. Um, I wasn't able to go, but my co-host did. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, how, how was that show for you, Mike, as a promoter and then as a performer? Uh, w- were you happy with the way things went? Oh, I was thrilled, you know, and uh, – it was a big step for us, totally leaving our quote-unquote territory, I guess you could say, and uh, trying to come up there to Santa Cruz, which, you know, I've wrestled for a couple companies there over the years, but generally Santa Cruz doesn't really have an ongoing steady promotion. There's a lot of wrestling in the area within an hour or two, but not a lot of people actually come directly into Santa Cruz. Um, so we were thrilled. We were really thrilled that we did so well and pretty much sold out the place in our first our first shot there. And a lot of a lot of credit has to be given to uh, Derek Slade, who was sort of the hometown boy who who worked our show and he did a lot for us as far as promotion and ticket sales go. But all in all, um, with Matt Cross on the show and uh, Chris Masters, I mean, I, I felt like it was an incredible event. I feel like. Uh, the fan base really loved it, and we constantly get emails of when we're planning on coming back, which we are hoping to this summer. Hmm. It was a great show. Got there a little late. I was irked because I missed Funny Bone against Kratos. Uh, you know, I was bumper to bumper traffic. It was a very, very enjoyable card from the middle to the end when we got there, and the fans loved it. The fans worshipped Derek Slade. It was funny. Um, he had half the crowd on his side. It was really oh, pop well. of the night by far. Pop of the night when he came out. Oh my God! Yeah, it was it was real run, well run from the time we got there to the end. Uh, your lady at the door, the young lady, was very polite. She goes, "Were you in the service?" And I go, "Well, yeah, yes, I was." She goes, "Well, you get a discount," and I, I paid the regular price anyway. And uh, or you know, um, very nice, great run. Great. It was. It was. I didn't see a complaint at all. I could look for at all. Everything was great. And I I appreciate that a lot because we we work really hard to uh, to do that. And maybe something that isn't really widely known, but we are not myself, but my business partner Matthew Sparks is a veteran. We are a veteran-ran company. Um, we constantly are looking for ways to give back to veterans and work with charities that help veterans. And it's one of the reasons why veterans always get a discount at any event that we run, no matter where it is. Well, I sure appreciated that. I really liked the building you had it in. It's really old, old building, and they had you know some. Uh, it was kind of like a mini museum, almost with a little yeah. bit of. Yeah, uh, no, I, I really enjoyed the building too, with the upstairs balcony and the staging is, is a beautiful building and worked really well for wrestling and great acoustics as well. The the yeah. bumps and the bangs, 
uh, echoed through the building. Yes, they did. They did. I was sorry Matt couldn't make it that night. Well, it's <laughs> those are the those are the traps of working weekends, you know. Oh it's yeah, it, it was me and uh, I had my buddy Phil in a bottle with me. Is what Phil Matt and bottle. I called my. <laughs> After that Snapple yeah, commercial, a bottle. <laughs> a bottle. So um, uh, it was you, it was you, great. The you, wrestlers really put out good. Um, it, it was you know again no complaints. I wasn't looking for any complaints either. So don't think I'm you know trying to cut it down or anything. But it was great. I will be at the next show no matter where you guys are at. Oh, I I appreciate it a lot. You know, and we're really trying to uh, get out there. We try to make. Best of the West, not just a moniker, but something that we live by, and we're really hoping that in in every year we're able to deliver shows in new areas that we have not run before, um, and that's our goal. And we'll be back in Santa Cruz, but we're also looking to expand. So you might see us go a little more north this year, and you might even see us leave the state by the end of this year if, if everything awesome. goes to plan. Awesome. So it, it, it's good to hear that you guys as a company have um, repaired the image of independent pro wrestling in your area. And I that commend you for that. That's been a goal from day one. It's, it's um, been a goal from I mean, day one. As someone who was trained here in Fresno, uh, it, it's really hurt when a lot of shady and, and not just shady, but just because it hasn't always been shady promoters. It's also just been underprepared promoters and promoters who right. had good intentions, but just weren't good businessmen. But in the end, if a show gets canceled, if a show doesn't deliver what it's supposed to deliver and the fan base is disappointed, well, it reflects on the whole city. And it also makes it much harder when a first-time independent wrestling fan goes to a show that they get burnt on. The question is always, will that person give independent wrestling another chance? Um, and that, so person, we really that person knows other persons and they have families and you know i mean we the the business that you were in mike it's really word of mouth and it's community based as well so totally and that's why keeping wrestling in a good light is very important to me it's why we work with the local news stations it's why we work with local charities it's why we run at the city college we want to deliver the message that wrestling at this level can be great. This is the best value for your dollar. Don't get me wrong. WWE is great, but you could bring a whole family to our show for the price of one WWE ticket and be entertained out of your wildest dreams and be inches away from the action instead of looking up from the nosebleeds. You know, the guys stay after shows. They're accessible during intermission. You could get pictures. You could get autographs. I firmly believe we deliver the best value for your dollar when it comes to family wrestling entertainment. You just took the wind out of my sail because I was going to add everything you said about independent versus WWE. And, You're uh, welcome, Fred. <laughs> Thanks a lot, youngster. <laughs> and, and, I mean, that's what it is. You know, WWE is great and all, but when you want to be that close to the action and you want – to interact with performers, you want to get a high five afterwards, you you know, you're not going to get this at the big events, you know, but being able to have a whole family enjoy the show and, and leave thrilled and excited for the next one. Um, like I said, it's, it's one of our goals and I, I love wrestling of all genres. I love obviously being one of the hood slam originals. I love the adult wrestling too, but there's something special out of 
seeing a five-year-old have the time of their life. You know, there's something special about seeing a mom and a dad be able to bring their kids to something affordable and get a great return out of their buck, you know, and uh, that's what Best of the West is about. I can't add anything to that. That's why I go. That's why I'm currently involved in independent wrestling for that very reason. Now, when when Freddie came on came on the air, he mentioned the name Funny Bone. Um, you you yourself, Mike, had quite the program with with uh, with Funny Bone in uh, Best of the West. Ended up in a cage match, uh, which is still one of my favorite matches. Uh, from from this past on, year on Amazon um, Prime for all of your viewers. There it is. Best of the West year two on Amazon Prime. If you have Prime, it's free. Search it up and watch it. Boom. Wait, 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 up. Did you say free? Awesome. I said awesome. free I on Amazon Prime, along with any of our specials on Amazon Prime, are all free with your Amazon Prime membership. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell them to check out Best of the West. There you go. I did. Let's let's talk about the program with Mr. Bone. Um, I got, I you know, words can't describe the man. Let's talk about what what, what the magic that you two um, put on for the fans. Uh, let's just break it down, Mike. I mean, as far as funny well, bones concerned, you know, beyond our feud at Best of the West, for longtime Central Valley fans, uh, me and Funny Bone have always sort of been intertwined. I feuded with him for the better part of four years at the old NAW shows at the Radisson uh, during the time period which he broke his ankle, which he broke his collarbone, uh, defending the Elimination X title. I've known Funny Bone for about 15 years. Um, I met him when I was up in Vegas wrestling for a now defunct company, um, along with the big ugly J.D. Bishop, Pogo Clown, Bulldog Brian Raymond, and uh, El Chupacabra. And... uh, I've sort of seen the evolution of the man um, as he's added more and more to his character and more to his gimmick. And, uh, you know, we've always sort of tried to absolutely bring out the best and the worst in each other when it comes to our feuds. And uh, after a good five or six years of uh, not being in the ring with each other, we brought that feud back for Best of the West. And I think that we, we delivered what we wanted to deliver as far as the feud goes. And as far as that cage match goes, it was, it was absolutely brutal. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of the work we've done. And I think that one of the reasons why our work together is so well is that we have the absolute utmost trust in each other with our, each other's lives. And, Mm -hmm. uh, there, there is nothing that I would not trust to do with him and I, I hope that the feeling is mutual. And, uh, you know, I sort of like beating the fuck out of the guy, to tell you the truth. And I, I think he feels the same way about me. Would you say, that, would you say that, that Funny Bone would be your generational rival? Yeah. There's no, there's no escaping that. There, there are guys that I have feuded with for years, whether it be at Hood Slam, whether it be at uh, – you know, SP, my old SPW feuds or, or the people in Best of the West now. But Funny Bone and me have followed each other from company to company, from state to state. And I've wrestled him in a Future Stars Wrestling ring. I've wrestled him in the Best of the West ring. I've wrestled him at Hood Slam. I will probably be wrestling him at Sen Cal Pro Wrestling sometime this year. 
um, we are inescapable from each other. And uh, yeah, there, there, he is the rival of my career. And I highly doubt that, that anybody at this point could catch up to that. Well now, said. Have, have, have you ever seen anybody on the independent circuit with the merch game better than Funny Bone? Um, you want to know what? I could tell Cobb you would one be the guy. exception. I will tell you, it's actually somebody else. I will tell you one guy who rivals Funny Bone, and that's Joey Ryan. <laughs> oh, I was going to say right. Joey Ryan. Well, okay. But I mean, out, Joey and Cobb, I those are kind of a given. Joey Ryan and his merch game is on point, but Funny Bone works his merch table like nobody else. Funny Bone is there in full character working that table like you wouldn't believe. But I would say that Joey Ryan is right up there too. But, yes, no, Funny Bone's merch game is unbelievable from the masks to the keychains to the little dolls. The rubber duck, man. Away. The rubber yeah, duck, Mike. The rubber that duck. That fucking rubber awesome. duck. Yeah. Uh, you, you and that's what I mean is, is while so many guys just have a T-shirt and you know a bumper sticker or whatever, Funny Bone is truly creative in his merch game. And in today's indie world, I mean that's what you need. There's 20 guys on that roster with a T-shirt, but like you said, when you got a freaking rubber ducky that's painted, I mean everyone's gonna buy that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just and, and he just, he just keeps going. You know, new stuff. He's putting it out. You know, and and he gets my respect, man. He's a road dog, too. You know, oh, yeah. he's out every weekend. He he is one of the last of his kind. You know, he was trained by uh, Nick Bockwinkle. He you know had fantastic training. He came up the hard way through the Indies, and he's one of the last of, of I want to say the old school type of wrestler, man, who's out there just working away at the Indies. Like you said, he's booked everywhere. Uh, sometimes, you know, he works our show one day, and he was in Wisconsin the night before. You know, he's he's truly on the road. He's truly a national force. And uh, I think that as far as the United States goes, if you're a fan of indie wrestling and you don't know who Funny Bone is, you've been living under a rock. You're not an indie fan. <clears throat> there you you're go. You're not an indie <sighs> Exactly. Exactly. And he, you know, he tries to incorporate new moves in every match. I know that that's hard, you know, when you're wrestling night in and night out. But he tries. Every time I've seen him, and he's I doing think, something. And I think that's another thing that we've always related with each other because we've both always been very creative as far as our move sets go. And I think that's another reason why we always like to work with each other because, you know, some guys you uh, you talk to before the match and you're like, hey, I got this new move. And uh, that that turns on red lights for a lot of people. <laughs> but uh, with me and Funny Bone, we're like, ah, sure, let's let's do it. Let's see what happens out there. Let's let's make it work. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have such good chemistry. And again, like I said, if you if you watch the cage match, you'll see us do some pretty risky, crazy things. And it's it's that faith and trust we have in each other. So does Best of the West have a school? Best of the West does have a school, and as a matter of fact, we just upgraded from a very small studio into a venue that can now hold over 200 people. So we are going to be running our uh, Fresno shows out of our own school now, which is going to allow us to build permanent staging and really up our production level. 
we're still going to travel. And basically whenever we do a show out of town, we'll just have two shows that month. So we're going to run every second Saturday from now on in the Fresno training center. Um, and I also am going to be running an open house on January 26th for anyone interested in training in the Fresno area. And right after that open house, we will have a student show and we will be doing monthly student shows sort of along the lines of stoner U, um, where people training at any school across, across the state or even across the country who wants to get a shot at being seen at best of the West and possibly getting on the main roster is more than welcome to come down and throw their hat in our ring. Awesome. You know, it, it it's amazing nowadays, Mike, that, you know, people can go to different schools train here and there and, you know, gain knowledge from, from different people. You know, the, the, the walls have been broken down, uh, quote unquote. Uh, it used to be, if you were an APW guy, you could only train at the garage. If, you know, you were Supreme, you could only train up there. Now guys can go to Stoner U and, you know, train with the Cuzzies or, you know, go to different, uh, you know, different academies, you know, whether it's East oh, Bay totally. or, you know, pro wrestling revolution. If you want to learn lucha, you know, and it, it's kind of it's great that the 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 doors are all open, you know. And um, now, you know, it's just you know, drop your twenty bucks in the door, as opposed to you know having to you know sign for three grand and you know it's two years. Um, oh yeah, and I mean, I was trained in two thousand one, so I was in that era where uh, it was a very shattered California, and. Uh, you pretty much worked for one or two feds that were happy and friendly with your training and uh, all the other school. Well, and not only that, it wasn't just that you couldn't work places. It was the false knowledge that every school would tell their students. I shouldn't say every school, but most schools would tell their students that our way is the only way and that all of these other trainers know nothing. You guys were trained by the only trainer that matters don't work with these other people. So not only did guys not get experience and were able to grow faster, they came up with this false idea that they couldn't learn something from somebody else. And the way that I was trained was learn from everybody you can and take what you like and what works for you and take a blending of all these things you've learned from all these different people. And that's how you're going to become the greatest that you could be. And uh, I was lucky enough that, I was trained by Brian Ward at NAW, but I was allowed to train at SPW with the Big Ugly. I teamed with Billy Blade, so I was allowed to go to the garage and train over there. And, you know, I trained with Pogo the Clown and Vic Grimes. I flew myself up to Harley Races camp twice during the summers for a week to learn as much as I could. And I think that everybody should be encouraged to go train with another trainer and spend a week or two and learn because every trainer has their, their little things that they pick apart. And by going and, you know, getting picked apart on, on what you're sloppy with, whether it's chain wrestling, whether it's your strikes, whether it's your psychology, to get all of that from different people for the big picture, I think really, really makes wrestlers learn at a much faster pace than spending their whole career under one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's, that it's stick you know just tasting different things and you know you you owe it to yourself as a performer and to the fans uh because i mean you know, really the, you you are out there performing for us 
you know, the, the fans in the in in the seats. Um, and now you you mentioned Big Ugly. Uh, have you seen any of his kids in the ring? Yes, they've been coming down to uh, Virgil Flynn Productions to to work there. And uh, I, I whenever I am free on a weekend, I am always at Virgil Flynn Productions to help the great cause that is his promotion. Um, and yes, I have seen them, and they have evolved tremendously in a short period of time. And I mean, with the big ugly as your father, I mean, they grew up in this business, you know, and even Mm -hmm. years ago, 10 years ago, they were running around the rings, you know, at shows I was at. So, you know, I think that they have a, a natural advantage in that they've been absorbing this information and absorbing the business from a very young age. You know, and I think that as long as they keep their heads in the right place and their eyes on the prize, that you know the sky's the limit for those kids. Yeah, they're they they are a very good team, and one is uh, the big brute like the dad, and the other is more of the the flashy, uh, high flying. Titus is amazing, and uh, yes. they they're going to go places. Actually, they're already going places. I mean, they were just in Oregon with with Big Ugly, you know, a couple weeks ago. So they're they're already rolling, and um, they they are a perfect example, as well as uh, say a D Rogue who was on earlier, or or a DJ Fresh. Um, these kids, they're young. They've got you know barely you know a, a cup of coffee in the business, but they're 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 training with a bunch of different people. They're they're learning properly. Uh, your business is getting younger, and it's becoming more solid. And I think it's because of, of, of solid training schools like, you know, like the Best of the West and then, you know, the boot camp, you know, every everything. It seems that people are doing shit right, and it's cool. Wrestling's never been stronger than it's been during my career and lifetime in independent wrestling in California than it is right now. Um, like you said, there's a plethora of great training schools. I mean, and I mean all over the state too, not just in the Bay right. where I am. Um, but I mean, down South, you got the Santino brothers, which is just pumping out incredible, incredible talents, you know, one after the other, you know, up North, you got PCW with MPT, which is again, been putting out great, great talent for years and years and years. It's, it's a fantastic time to be an indie fan in wrestling because I mean, no matter where you live, there is a quality wrestling show within an hour and a half drive of you. And that's, you know, something that couldn't have been said 10 years ago. You know, it was very hit or miss. There was good wrestling back then, but there was a lot of bad wrestling too. So it's come a long way. And with the doors broken down and companies working with each other, you know, it's just getting better and better. And that's sort of something that I've always valued of what we had going here, even when I ran NAW um, all those years ago was that no matter where you trained from, if you come here to my company, whatever company it is, and you bust your ass and you put on great matches, we're going to push you. We're going to give you the opportunity to shine. And if you look at my roster and you see that, you know, you were in the audience there in Santa Cruz when Chris Bay won the heavyweight championship, you know, and he's a great example of just a phenomenal talent who's come up. I didn't train him. None of my friends trained him, but I respect talent and I respect a kid who busts his ass off, and and he's the face of our company. When do you think this boom's going to end? Don't ask that. I don't. 
No, that's a great question. You want to know? That's a great question. I don't think this boom has even hit its stride yet. I think this boom, I think we're still riding the wave up. I I feel like in the next year or two, um, I think that there very well could be not, maybe not quote unquote direct competition to WWE, but I expect that there's going to be more options on mainstream television, more options in the, in the more mainstream methods of watching wrestling. I think that you're going to see more independent wrestlers signed up by WWE just because they're trying to get them off the market. But I do think that you're going to see more options for indie wrestlers to go that, you know, WWE won't necessarily be the only game in town to hope to get a contract for. Um, you know, we, we've come a long way since the, you know, the years after the attitude area and WWE was really bad and uh, wrestling as far as um, not the fans, but just the public's view of wrestling was so low for so long and it's came up a very long way, but we're still not, you know, in an eighties type heyday or an attitude era type heyday of wrestling. And I do think that we are going to see that level of popularity in wrestling before the boom is truly over. So I think we're still on the way up. I agree. You know, merch sales are, are astronomical. You know what I mean? You know, we, we have companies running buildings that, you know, we never thought would we would see ran. Like, Ring of Honor is going to be running Madison Square Garden next year. APW did did uh, the Cow Palace twice. You know, I mean, and we all have in sold out. You know, indie wrestling all is in. hot right now. And I think it's only going to go up, you know. I think that, the, you know, the curtain has been pulled back. For so many years, people thought WWE was the only place you could see world-class wrestling. And now people are realizing that they could go to an indie show and see the next big star. They could go to an indie show and see moves and matches that just blow their minds. And uh, in the past, I think people just didn't believe that they could see that level of entertainment in their own backyard. But now, with the internet and the way things are and things going viral, people are realizing like, oh man, there's talent out there and there are great shows that are not run by Vince McMahon that are worth their dollar. Um, and I think that as long as that attitude persists, that indie wrestling is going to thrive. I agree completely, you know, and, and, you know, we're not done yet. You know, there's still a lot of stories to be told and, you know, the, the next crop, you know, the next wave, you know, I mean, you mentioned Derek Slade, he's, he's on his way up. Um, I mean, he's collecting championships and tournament trophies and, you know, he's, he's, you know, a hard worker and I, I see him taking that title from Chris Bay in the future. I love Chris Bay. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think, uh, Derek Slade and Chris Bay need to, uh, have a little young lion's gathering if you will um you know we we do do have plans for Derek slade to come back so you know that's something that you could definitely see happen sometime in the next year at best of the west well before we wrap up before we wrap up i have one question have you ever seen anybody as over as drugs bunny in a in the atmosphere of hood slams, no. There's the reaction and 
the happiness that comes over the crowd when his music hits, as well as the energy level just going through the roof. No, there, there, there's not, you know, and, uh, you know, talking about feuds and all that stuff is, uh, if he had been around, if, if he wasn't so new to the business, I would say that drugs bunny was probably the feud of my career because of how many times I've wrestled him in such a short amount of time, but he has about a decade to catch up on funny bones. So that's why not. But, uh, I've worked with Drugs Bunny since he was greener than grass and uh, seen his evolution and his mind come along to the business and him get everything. He's, he's a great kid. He's a hard worker. He listens to his veterans. He gets better every day. I don't have you know enough good things to say about him. Um, it's been a pleasure working with him and watching him grow. Um, but, yeah, he is over like a million dollars every single hood slam event. I mean, I don't think we could get those fans to dislike them if we tried, <laughs> you know, we did, we did the storyline where, uh, he, he had to go clean for, for a while at hood slam. And as, as much as that's an unpopular, you know, angle at story, you know, at hood slam, he still was the crowd favorite you know, bar none, every single show. I love it. Freddie, do you have any questions before we uh, wrap up with Mike? I'm, I'm, I've, I've run out of them. He's covered every right. single base of my questions, all of them, all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> when will we see you here in the immediate Bay Area? In the Bay Area, well, you could catch me at the very first Friday in January as Hood Slam goes weekly, which I didn't mention yet. This uh, this interview, Hood Slam, going every Friday in 2019. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the very first Friday, I will be in Oakland for Hood Slam. The next day, I will be at Virgil Flynn Productions in Sacramento. And then a week from then, I will be at Humboldt way up in, or sorry, Hood Slam way up in Humboldt in Eureka, California. Um, the day after that is Best of the West debut show in the new venue here in Fresno on January 13th. So busy month coming ahead. Um, next weekend I'll be at the Central Coast the entire weekend for Sun Cal and Planet Lucha. So you know, like you guys have said, wrestling is thriving, and it's a mm-hmm. great thing. And you're not slowing down at all. 18 in, and you're not slowing down. Amazing. Uh, this is this is what I was born to do, and uh, at this stage in my career, I love what I do, and I love working with the new talent and help. I want to be what wasn't there for me. Because when I started in 2001, our biggest issue was that there wasn't veterans who stuck around to uh, to give the craft back. And so that's what I'm here for. I don't think I'll be going going away anytime soon. So California, you're stuck with me till the bitter end. But uh, I, I plan on uh, riding this out until till my old body can't do it anymore. And I got a lot of good years left in me. Well, Mike, I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I would like to thank you for everything that you have given to the business and what you will be giving to the business and the fans. I, I, I truly thank, mean that. Thank you very much. You know, um, I, I love wrestling, and uh, like I said, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. It, it really is the, you know, everything I've ever wanted to do is there in that ring. So thank you very much. And uh, I will keep doing it until I can't do it anymore. Well, now it's going to take 20 minutes for you to plug everything that, that, you, that you need to plug. So I'm just going to hand you the office and, and, and go for it, Mike. All right. Well, you know, not, not too much, but just want to put over that uh, 
Best of the West, like I said, debut show in the new venue, January 13th. Let's make it a sold-out crowd. We are also returning to Merced on February 9th. Um, that'll see the return of Johnny Butabi to Best of the West. And also uh, for our show on the 13th, we have the debut of Dave Dutra versus Chris Bay, which should be just an incredible, incredible match. Um, again, Hood Slam every first Friday. No independent promotion in the entire country is running weekly. Support Hood Slam and what they're aspiring to do. Um, there's a lot of big things in the works as far as Hood Slam goes. And if you don't live anywhere near Hood Slam, watch us on Twitch and go support a local independent wrestling fed that is near you, no matter where you live. Great. Awesome. Mike, thank you for coming on. It, it was a really fun and informative interview i've been wanting to have you on for it's been you know a long time i mean you know i've been pleasure and i appreciate the platform that you guys provide for wrestling and anytime you want me on you guys know how to get a hold of me awesome awesome well have a very nice holiday christmas uh hanukkah whichever you whatever you celebrate (laughs) you know happy holidays and you know uh we'll, we'll be talking to you uh down the road Happy holidays to you guys, too, and thank you again for the opportunity, and take it easy. Thank you. All righty. It was my pleasure, well, Mike, man. and have a very good evening. All right. It's you and me, Fred, but you have to hold on. How are you on. doing, I brother? Do, I, I do have you to know, play a shout-out here, true. though. You let are me, a true let me friend, man. Thank you Shout-out real quick out. there, Freddie. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, Matt, just Look. wanted to say happy holidays to your brother and send a shout-out to all the hardworking men and women out there that make NorCal wrestling special. You know, uh, I'm talking to refs, the stagehands, these audio-video gals and guys. You know, shout-out to all my fellow workers that are out here giving it 100%. You know, your hard work doesn't go unnoticed. I want to say shout-out to uh, Primetime Zach Reed for helping a guy see his dreams and do things that I never thought were possible. You know, um, don't just dream. Challenge yourself to make those visions a reality. And I want to say happy 2019. And here's the growing as a family and uh, taking the next steps towards all our goals. So uh, love you, brother. Take care. All right. Hey, that man, was... I just wanted to say happy holidays to your brother and send a shout-out. That was Brian Humphrey, or uh, sorry, Brandon Humphreys, uh, PCW regular and uh, trainee of uh I'm very familiar Zach with him. You know what his dog's name is? I don't remember. Buckle. Turnbuckle. Oh, oh that's right. That's... Turnbuckle. Turnbuckle. And before you and I shoot the shit, I have one more, sh- a couple more shoutouts. Um, another, you know, another one of ours is still going through an injury. Adam Thornstow. Uh, he could sure use your help. Buy a shirt, buy uh, a sticker, buy whatever you can. He can definitely use the help this time of year. Tinyurl.com backslash help Adam Oi Oi O I O I. Adam's one of the good ones, and, and he, he could definitely use a hand. And one last but not least, Eliana Pro Wrestling returns to Dalton, Illinois, on January 12th with their Tag Team Title Tournament Finals. You could see in action IPW Alternative Champion Cletus Keg defend his title in an open challenge. Also in action, the inaugural IPW Junior Heavyweight Champion Aaron Stone. All this and more on January 12th. Doors open at 6 General admission, $10, kids for five, at 1447 East 142nd Street in Dalton, Illinois, 60419. That one was for you, Corey. All right, so now that we have the shout-outs out of the way, 
What's up, Fred? Well, not much. Again, uh, sorry to interrupt you earlier. I wanted to thank you in public, if you will, for coming over and giving me a ride to my car that was uh, temporarily disabled. Thank you. It really <laughs> helped me today. So so you did get home in one piece. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And I got half of it diagnosed and on blocks in my little garage, and uh, I'll take care of it the rest of the week. But onward and forward to some wrestling talk here. You know what? Be, before so, we hit the wrestling, I, I have a I have a request oh. from from Jessica, my wife, my fine wife. She asked. Oh, you know that, I like your wife. She comes up with some things that are amazing. <laughs> well, for she's uh, asking for Christmas Eve to for you to bring tortilla chips and dinner rolls. Oh, that's if I'm going. I, I'm not. I haven't heard from my cousin who might drop in. I'm not. I'm waiting to hear from him. He promised me he'd mm-hmm. give me his answer tomorrow night by tomorrow night. So I'll. You just right. send me the list. If my cousin isn't coming, I'm coming to your house and all my glory and gray hair and well, the gray hair will be gone. I'm shaving it all off. I, you know, it's it's old. <laughs> all right. Now that now that we have business taken care of, let let's. Uh, do you, you have Amazon Prime, Fred? Yes, I do, and after we hang up, I'm going to go watch Best of the West. Yes, I am too. It's uh, I think it's Best of the West Volume, there. or 2017, I think it is, or 18, I don't remember. But, yeah, it's on there. Uh, you can actually search Funny Bone and oh, see, I'm what, gonna. see what happens. So, see yeah, I'm cage, in, man. dude. If you say I'm it's in. one of your favorite matches, it's going to be one of mine. Yeah, it's it's good stuff, man. They And, you know, they I, I kind of figured that – Funny Bone was Mike's generational, you know, he's his his uh, Ricky Stevo to his Ric Flair, you know, the right. that generational type of uh, of a uh, of opponent. So, I, all right, I, what's I up, didn't man? know that Funny Bone broke his ankle and all of that. I didn't. Well, look, all, all right. wrestlers have injuries, but I didn't know that about Funny Bone. That's a all right. What's going on? How's training? How's things? Well, training training is fine. We're at our. Uh, going to have a Christmas of uh, a little vacation. The 17th is the last time the Gold Rush is open. Tomorrow night is the last promo class of the year, which I will ace, and I'm looking for Bruno again uh, in the ring for a promo face-off as, you, as it would be. Uh, things are going good. I uh, just took a road trip with uh, Sparky Ballard yesterday, uh, Orville, the day before Orville, and then the next day was SPW. Little controversy there, but it's probably all worked out now. Uh, it was fun. It's always fun taking a road trip with Sparky. Now, was it you... just SPW, or was it with the PLA, the Lucha Group as well? Did they have Lucha matches or no? No, no Lucha. It was all oh, wow. grown guys or guys, oh, one gal. It was fun. Quite a few people, more so than usual. So it was good. Donovan did a great job, and everything was good. They had a little controversy about the raffle, but you know, wow. they didn't set the rules down like they should have. And one of the in uh, in uh, one of their talent won the WWF ringside tickets or second row tickets, and uh, you know, stuff like that happens. If you whatever, you know what? It went to charity, so it doesn't really matter. Whatever. Yeah, you know, but it's, uh, Marcus put it best. You know. But I won't even go there. Let's just drop that. I'm not going to be yeah, controversial. I'm not going to stir up crap tonight. I'm just going to be me. I no do have an announcement. N- I w- no oh. mentioning of the NWA tonight. I don't want to hear about that in their oh, fake Oh, like I said, I am not stirring up shit tonight. I am not. As a matter of fact, I have an announcement, and I have my own theme music for tonight's 
announcement that you'll only hear this time. Are you ready? Hit it. I have it here. I have Pikes the Engineer from Durfcast helping me with this theme tonight. So are you ready? Can I make my announcement? Let's do it to it, brother. Only us old guys will know this song. Can you hear it? Event Center. Yes, Siri, that's the theme for Worldwide Wrestling. (laughs) Worldwide Wrestling. Okay, enough of that. (laughs) That was the show that they'd have, like, the Road Warriors versus the Four Horsemen in a chain match in their main event. You'd watch the whole show. It would be three Three minutes. minutes before the show goes off the air. And they'd introduce the teams. There'd be one punch thrown. We gotta go all. We gotta go, folks. We gotta go. You know, it was that was a good show. But anyway, my announcement is this: I am 59 years old. I'm coming off of a couple chemo shots a few years back. The stent put in me. Toxic shock down the line. Yes, I'm 59 years old. I've dealt with all that, and I hereby challenge one Rocket Boy Brett. To a arm wrestling match, mano a mano. I'll put up twenty bucks. He puts up twenty bucks. It goes to charity. So there you know, it's not ego against ego or anything. I challenge him, whether it's in the dressing room, the hood of a car, a middle of a ring, of any match he's in. I challenge him. I, Freddie Lazarus, challenge Rocket Boy Brett. That's my announcement right there. No shit's disturbing. No ego. No nothing. I just want to see if I could beat an athlete in his prime at my age. Oh, shit. I got nothing for that. I mean, I... I, I you don't have to have anything other than uh, promote it. I, I, think, I think you could beat that, that string bean little stick figure. Hey, but, hey, hey, hey. Now, come on, be nice. I am not cutting him down. You can. It's your show. I mean, all respect to Rocket Boy... He's had, he's probably gone to the bathroom in events, at wrestling events, more times than I've been in the ring in my time in the ring. So there you go. You know, hey, he's a true professional. He's been there. He's done it. But I think I'm a little stronger, even at my advanced age. You know, I'll do, I'll put either 20 bucks up, my hair, I'll rename my cat to Brett, whatever, whatever he wants if he beats me. There you go. He's not going to beat you. Because you're oh, a man's man. I'm not going to brag. I'm just going to say that uh, I'm rather strong for my 142 pounds. By the time we arm wrestle, I'll be 150. And uh, no no, no shenanigans, no heel like I am in another federation that he wrestles for. Uh, nothing, nothing like that at all. I challenge him mano a mano. And I hope somehow this gets out to him. Well, it's going to go directly to him. I will make sure of it. I, you know, I've been banned from one promotion from really getting on his case, so I'm not getting on his case anymore. I just decided to put up or shut up. And to one Matt Poe out there, you know who I'm talking about, Matt, right? Not you, Matt Mm -hmm. Poe. Yeah. Why don't you put up some money? Because I guarantee the arm wrestling match will happen where you're at. So why don't you man up and put some money either on Brett or myself? It's all going to charity. 
If I win, which, you know, Matt, between you and me, I, I'm going to, but you didn't hear that. I will hand <laughs> money to charity to whatever. I'll put it on PayPal to whatever Brett wants. But if Brett beats me, he has to put the money to my favorite charity. Sounds That's like the only stipulation. Well, Freddie, we're, we're, we're getting the go-home call. Um, All right, hold on, hold your, on. Just give me 10 more podcast. seconds on this. Start counting. The stipulation is his charity. If I win, my charity. If I win or he wins. So run it down for me real quick just to make sure I'm old, you know, I'm feeble, I'm a greenhorn. No, I, you know. I, I got it. You You win, he'll donate to your charity. If he wins, you donate it to his charity. It's pretty simple. Right. Now, my charity. Remember that. Bottom line, my charity. <laughs> yep. I love this business now that I have one foot in it. Well, Matt, I guess you got to go home uh, and tell your lovely wife that I will fulfill the shopping list. Um you don't want to talk about any independent cards or anything like that with me? or No, we, we, we've like got to roll, so I'm getting the go-home sign. So plug your, plug like your you podcast, roll. and uh, we'll wrap up. Thank you, sir. Um, I don't have 190 podcasts like <laughs> you do. You're the podcast king. I take my hat <laughs> off to you. Um, congratulations. You're almost at 200. I have about uh, – I'm at 83 and only uh, – 63 are available because I worked for another company and I quit. And anyway, I do what I do best, stirred up shit and got kicked out. So anyway, you can listen to all my podcasts, all 63, at soundcloud.com under DERFCAST, all caps, DERFCAST. Do I have to spell that out for them, Matt, or can I just say all caps DERFCAST? DERFCAST. There you go, brother. And I've had such people on as Funny Bone. I've had Matt on. I've had Billy Anderson, who trained Sting in The Ultimate Warrior. I've had Irish Mickey Doyle, Vandell Drummond, alias Kurt Brown, the original Mr. Wonderful, Rock Riddle, uh, Johnny Mantell, Alan Bolte. I've had a lot of old school folks on my show. So if you like old school, give it a shout. And I'd like to say hi to uh, send holiday greetings. I hope I pronounce his name. Please help me, Matt, uh, to... Kevin Melfi, is is that his last name? Did I pronounce it right? Thank you, that name. And Robert Counts and uh, Kevin's son. And anybody out there who's uh, listening, have a great holiday. Thank you for putting up with me. I know I could be a pain in the ass sometime. And Matt, you're one of my best friends, man. Thank you, and happy holidays to you, brother. Love you too, brother. I will be talking to you soon. Gotcha. And don't mention my name in front of Peanut. And remember, stand up to bullies. It's that easy. Good night, folks. All righty. That was Freddie Lazarus of the Durfcast, and we're wrapping up here. You can, uh, if you want to uh, buy a T-shirt for uh, Alternative Wrestling Radio, it would be tinyurl.com backslash A-W-R-T by shirt. Um, also check out our sponsors, brownbutterwrestling.com and Joseph DeFalco Studios at tinyurl.com backslash JD3studio. Uh, all of our archives are at tinyurl.com backslash A-L-T W-R and that should do it let's uh, play a little bit of uh, some holiday cheer Uh, Merry Christmas and 
Have a safe, happy new year, and we'll be talking to you guys next year. All right, all right. Hello there, citizens of the world. Name's Gritch. And I'm here to say to you, as stipulated in my contract, I don't want to say it, but they're making me. So I guess I'll just come out and say it. Merry Christmas! One and all! Not good enough? Alternative Wrestling Radio has been a Zombie Podcast Network production. And if you need to contact the people here at AWR, you can contact me on Facebook, facebook.com backslash kidzombie or backslash Alternative Wrestling Radio. Thanks, guys. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs>